The Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by VSIN. Sign up now and save 10% off a VSIN Pro Annual subscription when you use the promo code SGP. Go to VSIN.com, subscribe, and the promo code VSIN. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on X at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at Gambling Podcast. That's at Gambling Podcast And finally, look out for my other X account as well. This is where I tweet about all other sports. This is where I post out free plays. The last few that I posted swept. And also, most significantly, where I post my monthly P&L. Now, I'm a tracked and transparent handicapper, handicapper, unlike most of them. And that has led me to 123, soon to be 124 months in a row of transparent and tracked profit. I post all my spreadsheets on that X account. It's always the pin tweet. You can always see the previous month as the pin tweet. You don't need to scroll down and do loads of searching for the other months because they are all posted on my website, lockbetting.com. And when you look at the spreadsheets, don't just confirm the profit because I'm telling you 100%. It's member verified. It's tracked and transparent. We have 123 months of track transparent profit. We've been undefeated in sports betting every single month for over a decade. That doesn't mean I don't have losing days. I had a losing day yesterday. It doesn't mean I don't have losing weeks. I've had loads of losing weeks. But over the course of a month and with sensible bankroll management, we've managed to deliver a profit for 123, soon to be 124 months in a row. So as I said, when you look at the spreadsheets, look for more than that. Look at how we do manage the bankroll. You'll notice we don't chase losing plays with bigger plays, no five unit plays, no 10 unit plays, no 15 unit or 20 unit plays or maxes or whales or game of the year stuff. None of that. It's usually just half unit or one unit plays or if I'm really sure about something, it will be a two unit play. And that will mostly just be for futures because we have a futures record of over 80% all time across the last 11 years. So if you want any more information about how to get additional plays from me or just additional content, just hit me up on that X account at X. That's at X. 
Moving on with this edition of the EPL show, the midweek show, midweek show looking at the EFL Cup was not a good one. Um, however, all of the Premier League shows that we've done have been very, very strong. The worst return that we've had for the leans from any EPL show that we've done has been seven and two so far this season. So a very, very strong start to the EPL season. Long may it continue. And there are a lot of spots that I do like on this week's slate. So let's move forward and start having a look at it here. We begin with the 12.30 kickoff UK time. And it's Aston Villa hosting Brighton in what should be a very interesting and entertaining game. These two are two teams with outside ambitions of getting Champions League football via the top four. Aston Villa are the six to four narrow favourites to win this game. It's 14 to 5 on the draw and it's 13 to 8 here on Brighton. It's worth noting in some places, um, Brighton are the favourite to win this game. But in most places, they have Aston Villa as a very, very marginal favourite. Um, I don't personally see that. Both of these two teams exited the EFL Cup in midweek. Obviously, Villa's home defeat against Everton was the worst result because Brighton lost away to Chelsea and Chelsea were expected to improve this season. But the fact is that they haven't. And the fact is that they both went out. Aston Villa put out their worst performance of the season, especially in those first 45 minutes. And um, Brighton, they they just didn't turn up for that game. They were not creative. They did not have their usual spark. And they put out a stronger team than Aston Villa. And Aston Villa themselves, they were probably surprised, as was I, by the strength of the Everton team. So all in all, I take absolutely nothing from midweek. And I just feel that Brighton are a little bit overrated here coming to an Aston Villa team that prior to the EFL Cup exit against Everton, uh, they had a 100% home record at home this season and won seven straight at home off the back of last season. And now you're telling me that this is a 50-50 toss-up for Brighton to come here and win at Villa Park. I understand they won at Old Trafford. I understand that they ended Manchester United's really, really strong and long unbeaten run, which saw Man United beat Tottenham, Arsenal, Barcelona, Liverpool, Manchester City, Old Trafford, and that was ended by Brighton. I understand all of that, but it doesn't mean you automatically just make this match a 50-50 and say that you think there's a 50-50 chance that they can come to Villa Park and win. I think there's a possibility that they could come to Villa Park and win. Of course there is. And if Aston Villa play the same way that they played against Everton in midweek, then yeah, Brighton will come here and win. But I just don't think Aston Villa will play that bad. I'm actually encouraged taking Aston Villa here in this spot by how terrible they were in midweek. Because Brighton's performance against Chelsea wasn't terrible. It just it just didn't click. It just there just wasn't the chemistry there. It just it just didn't look like Brighton. Aston Villa were actually shit. Aston Villa were being outplayed by one of the worst attacking teams in the Premier League. Everton were dominant and they were pressing and taking the ball off Aston Villa constantly in what was not only the worst 45 minutes that Uno Emery has had as Aston Villa manager, it might be in the top three worst 45 minutes of his career as a manager outright. It was that bad. Aston Villa looked that shit. I had that game on because it was the lock from that show. And uh, I've never seen Aston Villa look that bad. And for that reason which sounds weird, but it is betting logic. 
um, if you've if you've gambled long enough and been successful at it, betting logic states that they will never ever, at least not now, as as, as straight after that game, they will not play that poorly again. Um, so I'm going to take them here in the draw no bet market. Um, they'll probably have to be a lot better in front of goal in order to um, in order to get the win here. But obviously, with draw no bet, we have um, protection of the draw. We end up getting our money back. That is a push. They'll need to be good because Brighton have scored at least two goals in six of the last eight competitive games, and in five of their six Premier League outings. Whilst Villa have conceded two or more on four occasions this season, but. Uh, one of those occasions was against Liverpool. One of those occasions was also against Newcastle. Um, the other one was against Everton. One of the other ones was against Everton in midweek, which we've just spoken about. So I'm not putting a load of weight into the poor Villa performances because when Villa have been beaten in the Premier League and beaten convincingly, it's been at Liverpool. It's been at Newcastle. No one in the Premier League has come to Villa Park and beaten the full-strength Aston Villa team. So, for me, I think there is value on Aston Villa to get the win here. I found them at 10-11 to 11 in the draw bet market, and that's going to be our selection. It's going to be Aston Villa as a pick to bounce back from an embarrassing performance and exit against Everton midweek. And that, as I said, is available at 10-11, minus 110 here for this one. Before we move on to looking at the 3 o'clock kickoffs, let me take a quick pause here to tell you guys about game time. Buying tickets to your favourite events shouldn't be stressful and game time makes it less stressful as they are the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theatre near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. What is the best price guarantee? Well, the guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. And it can be a stress. There's a stress with buying tickets always in a secondary market. The timing of it, do you buy them now? Or do you buy them later? This could be down to wanting a better seat or losing that seat because you didn't pull the trigger in time, or pulling the trigger too early and then it gets cheaper. Um, so yeah, there's there's things like cost, there's things like where to sit, better seats might become available, you might have bought a seat in one section, and a phenomenal section might become available for a reasonable price. Then there's getting the tickets through, do they send them in time? If you get them at the last minute, is it too last minute? Are they going to come through in time? Uh, if they don't, what are Will Call going to do about it? Probably nothing. So all of that can be stressful and game time alleviate all of that stress with that game time guarantee and with you getting images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect before you arrive with the ability to buy tickets in a matter of seconds with just two simple taps. So download the game time app, create an account and use our code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, Create an account and redeem that code to sweeten the deal even more for $20 off. And it's CFBX. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let me also take this pause to tell you about Underdog Fantasy because from now until October the 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of first deposits up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. 
with a total of $2 million in prizes all season long, 100k in prizes this week, 10k to 10 people this week, with new sweepstakes every week of the NFL season. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy, and that's promo code SGPN. Moving on to the 3 o'clock slate on Saturday. We have a lot of games going down at 3 o'clock on Saturday, much more than normal, especially compared to last week where we had the Europa League stuff. Um, all, the, all the teams playing Europa and Europa Conference League had to play on Sunday. So you've got to get used to that. And um, it almost takes more getting used to, to seeing so many games here on Saturday. Man United are one of these games. I'll be going to that game and I'll be covering that match exclusively over on BetMUFC as normal. So the United game will not be appearing here on the show. We'll be over on BetMUFC. So we begin with Arsenal's trip to Bournemouth. Arsenal coming off the back of failing to win the North London derby and generally doing what I thought they would do this season, which is disappoint people and not mount a serious challenge for the Premier League title. Just watch how right I'm going to be about that. Um, it's going to be February, March, and Arsenal are going to be nowhere near challenging for the league. Just watch. Um, they're the one to two favourites, though, to win at Bournemouth. It's fifteen to four on the draw, and it's five to one here at uh, five to one here on Bournemouth. It just hasn't clicked for Bournemouth so far this season. With Ariola, they have this front foot manager who likes to play this front foot football, but. You really need to have the personnel to do it. I think that was one of the main reasons for bringing in Cliver, but that hasn't worked. And to be honest, nothing's really worked for Bournemouth. And it would not surprise me to see them being in a relegation scrap, most likely with Burnley for that final relegation spot with Sheffield United and Luton already down, in my opinion. As far as I'm concerned, if you've got relegation money on them, the bookies may as well pay you at this point. They're two of the worst teams to ever play in the EPL. But more of them later, um, I think Arsenal can win this and they might be able to do it without the concession of a goal. But just in case they do, we're going to go in the direction of taking Arsenal on the money line and tacking on under 4.5 goals. To give us plus money here, it gives us 21 to 20, which is plus 105, with Arsenal simply on the money line being minus 200. Arsenal have won three of, uh, sorry, they've won all three of their away games in all competitions so far and are yet to concede on their travels. And they could certainly win without conceding here against the Bournemouth side who've scored just five Premier League goals so far and have drawn blanks in each of their last two home games. So as I said, there is a style in place that the manager wants to play but you need to have the personnel in place to play it. Arsenal come into this one off the back of three successive 1-0 away wins. And whilst Bournemouth are seen as an attacking team and so are Arsenal, given that given that historical data, uh, the 1-0 offers up some good value here at the price of 10-1. to 1. It's certainly worth having a look at, especially when you factor in that Bournemouth have only shipped three goals in three games at home um, and can probably keep it competitive by... Being um, being cha- being in the challenges for every ball, being spurred on by the home crowd, um, defending for their lives. But ultimately, Arsenal are better. I don't think they're title contenders, but they're better than Bournemouth. And they've won all their away games so far. Haven't had any real, real difficult trips. Like They haven't gone to anywhere in the top six and one so far. But I expect them to win games like this. Otherwise, they're in even more trouble than 
than I would expect. They might even get in the top four. But um, I do think they'll get in the top four. I think Arsenal will be there. I think the only real title contenders, though, this season are going to be Liverpool. Don't put Arsenal in that category, but I do put them in a category where they'll win games like this. So our selection will be to take Arsenal to pick up the win. Under four and a half goals will get tacked on, and that takes you away from one to two minus 200, and instead gives you the price of 21 to 20, which is plus 105 here for this one. Up next, we look at a game between Everton and Luton, the worst team in the history of the Premier League, in my opinion. Uh, Everton are just four to six to win this. It's 21 to 10, 29 to 10, sorry, on the draw, and it's five to one here on Luton. The odds are moving here on Everton. Um, there's only a little bit of four to six left after they knocked Aston Villa out. Um, I did mention this on the midweek show that this four to six was available. And as I'm doing this show, it's slowly fading away. By Saturday morning, it will be gone. Uh, eight to 13 might be your best price. And it would not surprise me to see this edging towards four to seven or eight to 15 or worst case, even minus 200. You cannot take Everton at worse odds than minus 200 because they are by no means um, out of this rut because they've had a poor start to the season. They are probably going to continue to struggle to score goals. I understand at the moment Calvert-Lewin's playing. I understand that he's got two in two, but he's one of the most injury-prone strikers in the history of the Premier League. And if he and if he drops out, then suddenly Everton are not going to be scoring goals again. And then suddenly Everton are going to be needing points which is why they absolutely need to win this game, which is why I absolutely still consider it to be a six-pointer at this stage of the season. Everton come into this one off the back of a 3-1 win away to Brentford, and they followed that up with a 2-1 shock win against Aston Villa in the EFL Cup. Um, They've hit some form, and that should be enough to overcome a Luton team who have lost all four of their away games in all competitions this season, including an embarrassment Uh, in midweek as they exited the EFL Cup against low league opposition. So I don't give Luton much chance here. They've run into an Everton side who are scoring goals, nine goals across their last five games, whilst Luton themselves have managed one goal in three away games whilst conceding eight. Um, The writing is on the wall here. We are going to take Everton to win. If the price does does become too short, Uh, I would consider doing what we did for the Arsenal game as well, which is tacking on under four and a half goals. Whilst Everton are scoring a lot of goals, they're not going to score five. They're not even going to score four, which even protects you if Luton managed to score a goal, even though they've only scored one away goal so far this season. Don't see this one getting to five goals. Do see Everton winning. At this point in time, whilst Everton are still sitting at four to six minus 150, the tack on of under four and a half goals actually makes this a 10 to 11 minus 110 selection. If Everton's price shortens, this will probably move to around about four to five minus 125. I still think it's very, very playable at that number. I think once it gets around about one, uh, once it gets to around about three to four, something in that region, perhaps then it's a pass and perhaps you've left it too late. But as we're recording this on Thursday, there's still plenty of time to extract plenty of value out of Everton playing against the absolute shit show that is Luton Town. So Everton and under four and a half goals, if you don't want to take Everton on the money line, I'm happy to take them because I still have 46 minus 150 available on the home side here for this one. Up next, we move on to the game here between Newcastle and Burnley, where the Geordies are the one of three favourites to win this. It's nine to two on the draw and it's eight to one here on Burnley. Newcastle have had a decent turnaround. Um, they beat Brentford 
the previous week, which was the winning lock on the show. Last weekend, they smashed Sheffield United for eight away from home. That's partly down to the fact that Sheffield United are just woeful. And then they knocked Manchester City out of Manchester City's favourite cup, a, a cup that City have won in five of the last seven seasons. Apparently, they don't care about it anymore, um, according to Pep Guardiola, but I'm sure that they were upset by that loss um, surprising that they didn't bring Haaland on in the late stages when they were chasing an equaliser, but I'm not Pep Guardiola, so I don't know as much about football as he does, apparently. So, yeah, that's um, that's the decision that he ultimately made to sit there and allow his team to exit the competition and then, for some reason, had a go at the referees and officials after the game when it wasn't a contentious decision in the game. There was there was barely even an attack from City. They were awful. They were terrible. And Newcastle made them look bad. So that's to their credit, which kind of tells you that Newcastle have turned the corner. Now, I want to take Newcastle to win this game convincingly. The only reason why I'm a little bit sceptical is simply because um, Newcastle have a massive massive look-ahead spot on Wednesday. It's the game that all of their fans have dreamed of. It's um, it's the game against PSG. When this came up in the Champions League, supporters wanted to attend these types of games because Newcastle, realistically, don't have much chance, of, if any, of winning the Champions League. So you want to have as many blockbuster games as you can. Well, every game in Newcastle's group is a blockbuster. And this one is the biggest of the lot as... Mbappe and Dembele and Hakimi and all of the superstars at Barcelona at PSG rather have uh, come to town and and play at Newcastle at St James's Park. So it is a look ahead spot. I just don't think they're going to be affected by that because the bread and butter for Newcastle is finishing in the top four again and doing that consistently. That is progress. I think, under Eddie Howe. Yes, it's coming closer to winning a trophy last season. They were in a cup final. And yes, it's um, it's putting in good performances in Europe and trying to go as far as you can in the Champions League. But ultimately, you need to establish yourself as one of the top four, at the very least, top six teams in the EPL. Newcastle comments this one, as I mentioned, off the back of crushing Sheffield United 8-0 last weekend and followed that up with that win against City. They've hit form and should be able to win with room to spare against Burnley, uh, even if they are looking a little bit ahead, because this Burnley team have just one point to show from five league games. They're still trying to play the Burnley way that um, that they came up with play they came up with from the Championship and against better teams. You're going to get torn apart, and Burnley are going to learn fast that they're going to need a plan B. Nottingham Forest adapted to that very well last year in the final third of the season. And perhaps that's going to be something that Burnley need to do. But look, at the end of the day, the EPL is not good this year when you're looking at the divide between the teams at the top and the teams at the bottom. And in fact, you could probably chop the EPL up into two thirds and the bottom third is absolutely woeful. And 100% Burnley are in there with Sheffield United and with Luton. But so are Everton. And so are Wolves and so are Bournemouth and they're all in there. And you could probably even argue um, at a push that Nottingham Forest and this version of Crystal Palace, who don't ha- who, who lack the attacking threats that they had last season, definitely uh, should be in that conversation as well. So it's a very, very poor bottom half this season. It's definitely a poor bottom seven, bottom eight. 
And um, there's a lot of hope for Burnley that they could probably stay up this season with quite a low total. Something like 32, 33 points, in my opinion, might keep you up. So I wouldn't worry too much about going to Newcastle and getting beat. But I would worry at some point if you still have one point after seven games, eight games, nine games, that you're not going to be able to play that championship style that got you promoted in the Premier League. You will need a plan B. You will need to be more adaptable. But for us, I don't see that happening this weekend. Therefore, my selection for this game will be to take Newcastle to cover a minus 1.5 Asian handicap line. And that one is available for you at the price of even money plus 100 here. It's taking Newcastle to cover a handicap against the Burnley team and four defeats in five games, three of which have been by two or more goals. And it's also worth noting that Liverpool and Arsenal are the only visiting teams that actually win at same St James's Park this calendar year. Up next, we move on to the game year between West Ham and Sheffield United, where the Hammers are the one to two favourites to win this game. It's 18 to five on the draw, and it's 11 to two here on Sheffield United. Sheffield United are a very, very poor team and only complacency can stand in the way here of West Ham not winning this game. Sheffield United, as we just mentioned, are coming off an 8-0 hammering by Newcastle at home. It was the worst performance of the season by them and by any other team in the Premier League. West Ham have had a respectable start to the season. They've got 10 points from six games, but they're yet to keep a clean sheet. So Sheffield United, as bad as they were, they may make a super effort here and could even contribute towards the scoring as they have scored in four of their six away at uh, they've scored in four of their six league fixtures including both of their away games so i'm happy to take west ham to win and i'm happy to take over 1.5 goals to get us away from the short price of 1 to 2 minus 200 and it may be a necessity for west ham to score two goals if there is a sheffield united contribution I definitely think we'll see a better Sheffield United performance because they have to bounce back from that embarrassment. But it's not going to be a bounce back where they take something from this game. I think it's just going to be a respectable performance. That could come via keeping West Ham out for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Or it could come via scoring a goal. But ultimately, when West Ham do break through... Um, that's going to allow them to have more chances because Sheffield United are then going to chase the game. And I think West Ham are going to score two goals anyway. So whether it be 2-0, 3-0 or 2-1, I think West Ham will be able to score two goals here against the team who shipped eight last weekend. So we're going to take West Ham to take the win and over one and a half goals scored in this game. And that moves you away from 1-2, to two, minus 200, to 7-10 to 10 here for my selection here for this one. Up next, we move on to the final 3 o'clock kickoff. It's Wolves at home to Man City, where Man City are the 1-3 to three favourites to win. It's 9-2 on the draw, and it's 17-2 here on Wolves. This is a game where Man City will be looking to bounce back, and they need a response because... Pep Guardiola ultimately is the one who picked the team on Wednesday and he should be picking a team that he feels can win every game. He did not get it right and he did not bring on Erling Haaland. So ultimately he is fully responsible for his team going out and he can make all the excuses he wants about travel and his team needing to stay in Newcastle and couldn't get their private jet back and all of this all of this um, new age new age complaining that, that people seem these new age complaints that people seem to have first world problems and all that but um but yeah they ultimately 
his poor decisions led to them exiting the competition, coupled with a good performance by Newcastle. So Manchester City will be hungry here to bounce back, and you have to. You have to bounce back. Even if you're Pep Guardiola, even if you're Man City, the best team in Europe, best team in the world, you need to bounce back from a poor performance. You need to bounce back from poor decisions as a manager. So that's what I think they'll do here. And unfortunately for Wolves, I think they'll be the recipients of that. But the data says that Wolves could contribute here in this game. City have won all six of their league games so far this season and should make it seven in a row because they're considerably better than Wolves and they are looking for a bounce back. And when you don't play your best team for a very tough cup tie in midweek, it's almost compulsory that a top team does have that bounce back here in this game. But... Um, they're coming up here against a Wolves side who, despite the fact they have four defeats in six games, they probably could grab a consolation goal here, given that they've scored in each of their last seven games. So it's in stark contrast to the Wolves team that we saw last season. Uh, but even last season, they did score goals at home as their run of scoring at home stretches back to 10 consecutive games. Uh, while City have just one clean sheet in their last five across all competitions. So... I do think Wolves can make a contribution, but they don't necessarily need to for us to cash our play. Our play for this, or our lean for this, is going to be City with over 2.5 goals scored in the game. That can come via Wolves scoring, or it can come via City scoring all three of the goals, which is not beyond the realm of possibility, given that I think this is going to be an angry version of City, who are looking for a bounce back that should be automatic when a lot of players got to rest in midweek. Wolves have previously lost 4-1 to Brighton this season, while Liverpool and Crystal Palace have both scored three goals against them. City themselves are averaging 2.7 goals per game in the league and will be keen to make that statement after the cup exit. So um, whether it be City scoring free or whether Wolves help us out, we're going to take Man City to win this game. We're going to tack on over two and a half goals. And that one gives us the price of 10 to 11, minus 110 here for this one. Before we move on to the late game and the Sunday game, the late game is the game of the week, in my opinion, as uh, Liverpool travel to Tottenham, two teams with genuine ambitions to finish in the top four. And in Liverpool's case, I think challenge for the title. I'm going to take this pause to tell you guys about VSIN. Sign up now and save 40% off football seasons, a football season special when you use the promo code SGP when you head over to VSIN.com slash subscribe. And that's where you use the promo code SGP. Sean and Ryan are currently in a contest going head to head with other VSIN shows to see who sells the most subscriptions. The winning show gets a $1,000 Super Bowl future. The best part is Sean and Ryan are going to cut you in on the prize if they win. And the best part of that is between me and you is that we can make them root for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, although they probably should be rooting for San Francisco 49ers. If we're taking it seriously, tell them to bet the 49ers. If you want to have some fun, uh, get them to cheer for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, step one is to go to vsin.com slash subscribe and use promo code SGP to sign up. Step two is to go to sportsgallonpodcast.com slash VSIN to submit your proof of purchase. If they win, you'll get to vote on what team they use the $1,000 Super Bowl future on. And if it hits, you'll get an equal piece of the action. So go to VSIN.com slash subscribe, use promo code SGP, then sportsgallonpodcast.com slash VSIN to submit. And finally... 
Let me tell you guys quickly about Hall of Fame Bets, where you can stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download a Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. So let's move on to that game of the weekend where Tottenham are hosting Liverpool and Spurs are the 2-1 home underdogs in this game. It's 3-1 on the draw and Liverpool are the 5-4 favourites. So difficult to pick a winner in this game. I would probably lean Liverpool because um, they've just looked slightly better to me, but it's very, very difficult to pick against Tottenham. I think stylistically... um, for Tottenham and Ange Postacoglu, that toe-to-toe style isn't going to work against Liverpool because I think, unlike Arsenal, Liverpool are just a little bit more clinical. And likewise, when they come up against Man City later on in the season. So far, they've come up against Man United and Man United should have had a penalty and Bruno Fernandes missed an absolute sitter in the first half. So Tottenham could have very easily been 2-0 down and they actually faced 14 shots in that game. Now, Paul Merson, former Arsenal player and resident moron, made a comment saying that if Tottenham allowed Arsenal to do that, then they would be destroyed. Well, Arsenal, for me, are not a top-caliber team in front of goal. They lack that number nine, and that was their problem. Instead of wasting money on Kai Havertz in the summer, Arsenal should have bought a genuine striker that might have made them genuine title contenders. Liverpool have the most dangerous front five in the Premier League. Now, Manchester City have Erling Haaland, who is undoubtedly the top number nine, But Liverpool overall, they're the most dangerous attacking team in the Premier League. And if Tottenham go toe-to-toe with them, I believe that they will come out on the wrong end of this result. But ultimately, I'm not betting on the result here. I'm taking the goals total, which is over 3.25. Now, it's not like me to take a total this high. I may be more of an under person usually because I try to look for scenarios where unders will cash. But in this situation, I do think that we have very, very strong data to go over 3.25 here. Um, this, if this, if this game has three goals in it with over 3.25, you lose half of your money. If there are two goals or less, you lose all of your money. You need four goals here in order to cash the selection. So it's different to over three and also different to over 3.5. It's in the middle because if you had over 3.5 and there are three goals, it would be a full loss. But with over 3.25, if you put a unit on this or $100 on this, you get $50 back if there are just three goals. You get $0 back if there are two goals, one goals or no goals. And you win if there are four goals or more, which is what we're looking for here in this game. And as I said, we have supporting data, given the fact that Tottenham are scoring 2.3 goals per game on average this season, whilst Liverpool are averaging 2.6. Clean sheets have been a non-factor for both of these sides so far, as Spurs have just two in seven attempts and Liverpool have just one in eight attempts in all competitions, including being a goal down against Leicester early on in midweek. Um, there have been at least four goals scored in exactly half of the league games involving one of these sides. So over three and a half goals looks like a strong play. Um, two, Both these two sides are unbeaten so far. Tottenham have won both of their home games and have scored exactly two goals in both fixtures, while Liverpool have hit six goals uh, in total across their three league league trips so far this season. So for me, 
we have enough data here for an over. Usually it has to be very, very strong data for me to consider an over. And also the stylistic matchup needs to, needs to, needs to, needs to work. And in this situation, I just think it's going to be, you have a shot, we have a shot, you have a shot, we have a shot, you have a shot, we have a shot. That's what we've seen. That's what Ange ball is. And um, I do think and I do worry for for Tottenham here that they could come out on the wrong end of this result because if you're asking me who I prefer out of these two teams, um, it would be Spurs because I never want to see Liverpool winning the league. Um, and more, more recently, I've developed quite a strong disliking for Arsenal just based on the delusion, based on the result against Man United, based on the way the media talk about them, based on their manager. I can't stand Mikel Arteta. I can't stand the documentary about Arsenal and I can't stand their supporters and their social media. I can't, I can't stand troops. I can't stand Arsenal fan TV. Yeah, I just, I just hate Arsenal, but I also hate Liverpool and I always will. So um, hopefully Tottenham don't get beaten here, but ultimately I do think that the matchup is not a good one for the style of football that they play. Uh, but I'm going to go for over 3.25 as my main selection here for this one. Final game we look at here is on Sunday where Brentford goes to Nottingham Forest as favourites. It's 6-4 on Brentford, it's 9-4 on the draw and Forest are the 7-4 underdogs. I don't get this line because Forest, to me, have been better than Brentford so far this season. Brentford are having a disappointing season. They're clearly missing Ivan Tony, and they're not winning games they would have won last season. For example, losing at home to Everton. That would not have happened to Brentford last season. Um, I don't see them as the favourite here. I see Forest as the favourite. Forest have some very strong home form to look back on from the end of last season. And I think this is still going to be a difficult place to go. Forrest are now playing the style of football that they wanted to play last season. And I think they're going to establish themselves as a regular Premier League team. Um, I've taken them here in the draw no bet market though. So it's not going to be a money line player. It's going to be Nottingham Forest at even money plus 100 as a pick with us having draw protection. This is simply because no Premier League as no Premier League team has recorded more league draws, league draws in Brentford so far this season as they've already drawn three games. As for Nottingham Forest, I don't think they'll be losing this game. They're unbeaten in their last five home games in the Premier League. So I think if anybody wins this, it will be them. So we're going to take Nottingham Forest here in the draw no bet market. Nottingham Forest as a pick at the price of even money, plus 100 here for this one. Closing out with your look on the show. I was going to go for Everton. I had Everton circled for a while, but we have a 100% lot record on Premier League games on the EPL show so far this season. So I'm very protective of it and I just don't want to lose it on Everton because I know how angry I'll be with myself despite the fact they're going up against Luton, despite the fact I'm convinced that they'll win and despite the fact I think it's a good price. The only thing that worries me in a weird betting logic kind of way is the fact that this would be their third win in a row. I can't remember the last time Everton won three games in a row. In addition to that, they went strong in midweek, whilst Luton, although it was an embarrassing result and their squad should be able to get a win away to Exeter, um, it was a 100% rotated team. So they'll be fresh for this game. I don't think it would do any good. They, for me, are by far the worst team in the Premier League, if not the worst team in the Premier League. And I expect them to lose 17 out of 19 away games this season, at least. So that's how bad I think they're going to be. And you should be jumping on them to lose away from home at this kind of price. But Everton to win three wins in a row, Everton to have three wins in a row does scare me. So I've gone safer, or at least in my opinion. And if this one loses and Everton win, I will kick myself. 
Um, but I've gone for a parlay for two teams that I think will absolutely win this weekend. Uh, it's a two-legged parlay. Both selections are at one to three minus 300. So I haven't exactly pushed the boat out and it is super chalky. But I just can't make strong cases for either of them dropping points. The first selection is Newcastle. Newcastle had a very strong home record list last season. They won 11 of their 19 home games. Obviously, they won games like this against teams like Burnley. Whilst Burnley weren't there, I'm talking about the equivalent relegation contenders. And that's what Burnley are this season. They've got just one point to show from five league games. I don't think their second point comes away to Newcastle. Yes, Newcastle are in a look-ahead spot, but that's on Wednesday. They know what their priorities are. And this is a team who I am happy to back to get consecutive wins in a row. This would be their fourth win in a row. And that's why I expect from Newcastle and Eddie Howe if they are going to establish themselves as a genuine top six, top four team in the EPL. So that's my first leg of the parlay. My second leg of the parlay is Manchester City. Obviously, a considerably better team on paper than Wolves. They have a 100% record so far this season. And I like the fact they lost in midweek, especially because it's Pep Guardiola's fault, because he did not pick the right team to win the game. His, his art, his skill, like a lot of managers, has been to... Pick a team that's good enough to get the job done. Liverpool managed to do it. Arsenal managed to do it in the midweek. Man United went a little stronger, but they managed to do it. And Pep Guardiola did not. That's going to make him very angry. And we saw signs of that anger at the end of that game. The better players for um, Manchester City did not play in midweek. So they're going to be playing here, including Erling Haaland. My one concern is Rodri. Um, obviously, that's a key player. And I think we'll go on to find how important he is because next week they do have the game against Arsenal. But here against Wolves, off the back of a loss, I think City will win and they'll win convincingly. I think Newcastle will win and win convincingly. And I'm taking both of those two selections in a two-team parlay with both of them at exactly the same price. It's one to three minus 300 on Newcastle. And it's one to three minus three hundred on Manchester City, and uh, a one to three one to three parlay pays out at one hundred and seventy eight pounds from a one hundred pound stake. So a seventy eight pound profit. That's not too bad. That's thirty nine to fifty the price. So just shy of four or five minus one twenty five. Um, that's a respectable lock as far as I'm concerned. It may seem chalky when you put the two selections together. But I'm happy with the payout of putting them two together, even though they are, of course, the two shortest favourites on the EPL card this weekend. So once again, you're locking the show. It's a two-team parlay. It's Newcastle home to Burnley. It's Manchester City away to Wolves, paying out at the price of 78 to 100 or 39 to 50. Don't forget about all of the additional content from me this weekend. I've done this show super early so I can get on with the rest of it. Of course, you have BetMUFC. That's why I'll exclusively be covering the game against Crystal Palace and looking back at the win against Crystal Palace in midweek. In the next round of the EFL Cup, Manchester United will be at home to Newcastle, which will be on my birthday and I'll be going. So hopefully they don't ruin the day. Um, so that's going to be covered on BetMUFC. Of course, we also have Scamessa Italia. 
And we have an edition of the fight show this weekend as well. Uh, Canelo Alvarez steps back into the ring to take on Jamel Charlo. So that's going to be a very, very good fight, a top-tier fight. Two of the pound-for-pound guys in boxing going at it this weekend. Um, Canelo's only a 1-3, to three, minus 300 favourite, which sounds really short, but in boxing terms, especially when you look at the Canelo fights, that's actually a pretty decent and close fight. So we're going to be looking at that over on the fight show. Whilst over on lock betting, you have your usual shows. You have Das Bundesliga show, and you have the European show exclusive to lock betting subscribers. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL show. Good luck with all of your bets as always, and thanks for listening. <laughs>